Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas. And today I have with me Kevin Abramson, president at Cover Whale. Kevin, thank you for, for joining me today. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing well, Tony. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome, excited awesome. Excited to uh, chat with you a little bit today. So we, uh, I, we have had uh, quite a few InsurTech leaders uh, on the podcast. And, and I, I, I like to joke that, that about, about the InsurTech Safari. Uh, and I, I'm going to say uh, whale might be the one that finishes the, my, my bingo card. Uh, I yeah, have no idea what else, what, what other animal is left anymore. Uh, so so uh, we always get, give the, uh, the uh, guest the chance of kind of giving the elevator pitch. Uh, what, 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 is, what is cover whale? Sure. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good softball to start. So yeah, cover whale is an insure tech MGA, <clears throat> excuse me, transforming really the commercial auto industry. Um, you know, our corporate mission is to use data to make the road safer and save lives. And we view this as definitely something, you know, much bigger than just insurance. Uh, we've got a unique offering that leverages a specialized kind of risk mitigation and loss control approach. And that's coupled with proprietary technology and, you know, robust underwriting, which allows us to kind of more precisely price risk. Um, so we began our journey focused more on the small fleet trucking space for a wide range of, of reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into today, but we've got our sights on much bigger segments of the market when it comes to insurance. So, okay, so so there are times in in, in the show where, where I know very little uh, about this area of insurance. Uh, today's an interesting one for me because I I actually spent the first three three years of my career as a fleet manager for a trucking company, a very large uh, flatbed trucking company. So, so, so I, I know enough about trucking to be dangerous. Uh, and I have a lot of friends to this day who, 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 are, who are truckers. Uh, now, I, I wasn't on the, on the safety side of the operation, right? So, so, so when anything was safety related, I, I'd get safety on, 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 on the phone and, and they'd handle it. But move forward now to, to, to my insurance career. And, and I have ran into, into many uh, trucking insurance people, uh, especially on the broker side, and it looks like, like, like it's, it's a difficult line of business, right? And a line of business that 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 has had capacity issues over the last couple of years, where, where uh, not a lot of carriers uh, write trucks. Uh, and it's a very specialty line. Uh, and, and, and back when, when, when I was in, 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 in the trucking side, uh, we still had paper logs. Uh, we're just starting the process of digitalizing the, those, those logs and, and the drivers lied horribly. Well, and we had very, very, like, like it was very hard for, for us to, to, uh, to, to track or, or, or control that even at a large company. Um, so, so. What, what, is, what does it look like nowadays, especially the way that you guys are, 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 are approaching it? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is still, um, it's a difficult line of business, right? You know, I think, you know, if I think back to why, you know, Cover Whale was formed and why we started really focused on trucking, you know, I think it boils down to just, you know, a couple main reasons. Um, you know, number one, I would say just complexity, right? So as you kind of, you, you, as you're alluding to, I mean, the commercial trucking insurance line, it's, um, it's not an easy line to figure out, you know, traditional insurers have, um, you know, have struggled. Um, they've proven kind of an inability, if you will, to, to leverage technology in a way that allows you to maybe operate and think differently. Um, 
you know, it's also a very high cost. When we think about commercial trucking insurance premiums, we're talking 14,000, 15,000, sometimes north of 20,000 for some drivers. So we're not competing in a market where you're selling $200 renter's policy. Um, there's high risk involved, right? So I, I think you got to make sure you have your A game going. Um, so that'd be, that'd be point number two. You know, I, I think the, some of the benefits of it, you know, added to the complexity and the high cost, I mean, it's obligatory, right? These commercial trucking insurance, it's required. It's a key component of a trucker's livelihood. Um, you know, but because of this, right, truckers are more willing and able to abide by new tracking methods, um, uh, more willing than open to, you know, use technology, especially in the sense that if they can use technology, that's eventually going to help them save money. Right. So if you think about on a $20,000 policy, you know, 10% savings, that's, that's a lot of money, right? It's much different than I think when we think about it, maybe you or me, and we're kind of signing up for our personal auto policy for $800 a year. Um, so I think that that's the, the third piece. And, you know, I think the interesting thing of, of, as you said, I mean, it is, a, it's a hard kind of business to kind of get your feet beneath you. Um, but it's, it's, there's a high demand, right? Commercial trucking insurance is in, the highest demand it's been. Um, it's not going away anytime, whether it's the recent infrastructure bill that's been talked about in DC or launching the apprenticeship program. Um, you know, trucking insurance is kind of, it's, it's here to stay for sure. And I think from that regard, right, it, it is something that we all owe it to ourselves to really figure out from an insurance standpoint, so. Uh, uh, absolutely, uh, uh, absolutely makes sense. Um, so how, how 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 is it distributed? How how, how do you, how, what is the distribution plan for for Corver Whale? Yeah, so we're right now we're, we're we're using and leveraging kind of the traditional distribution path where we work with uh, both retailers and wholesalers. Um, from a standpoint of really, the platform is it's a technology kind of enabled platform where agents are able to go on and within two minutes can typically get you know a instantaneous quote or a declination. Um, what we like to say is we, we do not like long maybes. Um, in our minds, we are going to, you know, kind of in a way, the platform is going to identify the risk characteristics of that insured and then try to match it with one of our carrier partners um, from a standpoint of the different appetites they have. So we do work with uh, multiple carrier partners at this point and really to try and offer a, a value proposition to our agents from a standpoint of, you know, giving them just a wide range of, you know, one-stop shopping, if you will, um, whether that means it's a new venture, whether that's a experienced driver and one of the, you know, the cream of the crop, we've got market partners and capacity partners um, where the box is kind of built accordingly, if that makes sense. And did I understand correctly that, that uh, the agents don't need to, to be appointed? It's, it's, it's like any, any broker can, need... okay. They do need, yeah, they do need to be appointed, um, but our onboarding process is, is pretty streamlined and, and very, I would say, user-friendly. So okay. there is a case of where an agent, if they, you know, kind of see our, you know, want to be a partner with us, um, they would go through an onboarding process where obviously, you know, making sure that they're licensed, you know, coverage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then usually it's typically about a 30-minute kind of, you know, training session, if you will, to walk them through what the platform does. Um, maybe what it doesn't do and, and how they can go about to make sure that they're not confused. Um, so it is, you know, I, I think we, every day we are trying to make improvements to the platform. Um, you know, still pretty early on in our, in our life cycle with kind of being, you know, formed in 2019. Um, but year, last year was just a year of significant hyper growth for us. And we got to learn a lot about maybe, uh, you know, our customers and what we could do better. If that makes sense. 
Um, so, so for, 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 for a broker, um, do, do I need to have a certain amount of flow uh, to, for, for you guys to be cool with working with me? Or if I see one trucking uh, business a year, is, is that good enough to, to be able to sign up? Yeah, I mean, we, we like to, you know, if I was going to say our preference is obviously working with people that understand, you know, commercial auto um, insurance, right? I, I don't think it's a case of, you know, we want people that are coming here that, that, that just don't know it. Um, you know, with that said, though, we do have a wide range of partners. I mean, some that are kind of, hey, to your point, it, it's not, they don't have flow of, you know, 100 submissions a month. Um, and it's more than one off type risk. Um, and then we also do have a lot of our partners where, yeah, I mean, flow could be 200 submissions a month by some, you know, some of our largest kind of partners. So we will take kind of a little bit of a wide range. Um, but, you know, I think the key for us is, like, look, we want people that understand this, that, that are not, you know, understand commercial auto, understand trucking, um, and can kind of, quite frankly, kind of maneuver themselves throughout the, the process of the platform. Okay. Okay. So, so, so if for, for brokers that, that do, a good amount of commercial auto. It, it makes a lot of sense to to, to check it out. Uh, and, and really impressive that you guys started in 2019 and, and I'm looking at the map, you're uh, active in just about every state. Only uh, only three states are still in process. So that's a, that's a pretty fantastically fast rollout. Yeah, no, it's been, um, it's, it's been great. It's been great. Um, it's been challenging as well. Um, you know, we've kind of had a year of significant growth. So if I think back to, you know, 2020, um, you know, we probably finished the year with roughly call it maybe uh, 10 employees and contractors and about 5 million of premium on the books. And you fast forward to where we are today. You know, last year, we, we finished close to $70 million of premium with, uh, you know, now I think just today we have over 120 employees and contractors. That, so that, that's it's, fantastic. Been a, it's been a, a year of hyper growth. Mm -hmm. um, we are actively working right now. We are kind of on in, you know, only doing ENFs right now for ENF states. And, and as you're probably aware, you know, you are limited to the states that you can kind of roll out for auto liability. We are in every one of those, about 16, um, but we're already actively kind of submitting our kind of admitted filing. So we've got a pretty big, strong kind of mission to uh, deliver, you know, a strong value proposition to our distribution source sources to really expand to, to all 50 states on, an, on both an admitted and then to whatever extent on a non-admitted basis. Being an, an MGA, how do you, I, I come from the carrier side. So, so this might sure. be an obvious question for, for, for those that are on the, on the MGA side, but how, how do you, how do you handle offering a, a, a fairly uniform set of coverages if you're using more than one carrier behind you, or, or, or is that just a reality of the MGA space where, where, depending on, on, on the state and, and depending on the, on the type of risk, the coverages we can offer you are radically different? You know, I, I think it's a great question. And this is something that we, we talk about um, very often with our carrier partners. We are as transparent as possible as we can be. Um, you know, but unlike other MGAs, I think it's probably more traditional for MGAs to go down the path where they get maybe one, one partner, one kind of insurance carrier, and then they maybe have a handful of kind of reinsurers out the back. Um, in our minds, we've tried to really choose to be, you know, pursue more of a distributor of risk where we do have um, access to, as I said, multiple carrier partners. And this allows us to kind of allocate different risk profiles to different carriers while kind of optimizing the price and risk, if you will, for, for what their appetite level is. Um, so, you know, there are instances where some of our carrier partners 
they have just, you know, completely different appetites or maybe one wants to play in auto liability only and somebody else wants to play on, you know, APD or motor truck cargo. Um, now, the beauty for us is it's not a human who's choosing. So there's no chance for kind of adverse selection, if you will, where a human is going to choose which carrier partner gets that business. Um, that is truly what the platform does. So it is all automated. It is a lottery system. If it kind of fits both boxes, it would kind of go by some lottery. Um, and that's really just a meant to, you know, we don't want it where, you know, hey, you know, one of our underwriters or one of the uh, members on our growth team was out golfing with, you know, some agent, therefore they're going to kind of, you know, or with a carrier and they're going to move good business that way. Um, this is really meant to be, you know, I think from a standpoint of take the human aspect out of it. And really it's just done on an automated basis. And, and that really protects all of our carrier partners. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so, so truly a hundred percent of the underwriting is, is, is passed through automated. Yes. Now there are instances that might kick out where we'll kind of have stuff that might be on the fringe or maybe something, but we are getting to the point where it is, it is a hundred percent either quote or a declination, right? So it either fits the box or it doesn't, um, you know, look, we're not, we're not necessarily trying to be everything to everyone, right? So our, our hit ratios are still, you know, kind of on the lower side. We'll kind of improve that as we continue to gain um, comfort with our carrier partners. Uh, but we really are trying to do this more from a portfolio underwriting basis or a portfolio pricing basis, as opposed to on an individual risk basis, right? So no, no underwriter is kind of choosing what the rate is going to be for that truck. It is the platform is determining that at a portfolio basis level. So we're monitoring it. We, you know, I think uh, from a management standpoint, have about 250 different reports that we look at on a monthly basis, looking at hit ratios by types of vehicle, by state, by region, um, long haul, short haul, I mean, you name it. And we are trying to really understand, you know, where are we having success? Where are we, you know, our hit ratios may be a little too low. We need to tweak things there. So a little bit more of the approach of, you know, kind of trying to be behind the, the curtain, if you will, kind of turning dials up or down, um, but not done by a human, if you will, on the individual risk basis. Okay, so very much managed as, 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 a, as portfolio. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so it, it looks like, like the company's been around, well, oh, you said 2019. Okay. Uh, so, so, uh, uh, I, you joined them last year, but, but, uh, Correct. uh, is, is there a, uh, creation myth? Is there, like, what, what led to the company be, being created? Yeah, no, I mean, Dan Abrahamson, you know, kind of founder and, um, you know, creator of this company, he had spent many years, you know, a couple of decades on the actual insurance carrier side in an ops and technology role and just saw, you know, how, um, how painful that could be from a standpoint of, of, you know, implementation of projects on a tech side that could be, you know, multi, multi-million dollars. And, you know, four years later, nothing actually gets off the ground and you got to change it all, <laughs> you know, all, all again. Um, so I think that was an opportunity where he just saw there, there's, there's, there's clearly an opportunity in the market to really deliver and think about this differently. Um, you know, on the small fleet side as well, of 10 units and below, a ton of kind of owner operators, you know, our average kind of insured is, is typically one or two power units. So you've got to really, you know, kind of in a way approach that market a lot differently than I think a lot of the traditional carriers were. Um, it's just not efficient to have a human kind of underwriting and going back and forth with agents and brokers um, for, for those size risks, right? So from that standpoint, I was really like, hey, how do we use the technology to really leverage that and create efficiencies in, the, you know, in what we're trying to accomplish? 
Um, and that was it. You know, I mean, I think that was kind of, a, there was an opportunity there that, that Dan saw, kind of built 100% proprietary in-house technology and, you know, it was off to the races, um, you know, from a standpoint of that. I mean, it's, it's been a, you know, quite a ride, I would say, over the last, you know, you know nine months that I've been here. Um, and I know from the folks that were here from the, the early days, I mean, the organization has changed considerably from those early days, but um, it, it's been fun. I mean, it's, uh, you know, as I say a lot internally, I mean, startups aren't for everyone, and I will repeat that. Um, you know, I think that there's challenges that come with the startup life, but yeah, no question. I think just really to get back to your question, you know, it was, it was really just a, a huge opportunity that Dan saw and, you know, I think did what many, you know, people can't seem to kind of do. And he just took the first step forward and really, you know, took a shot. Um, so there's been a lot of success, you know, every along the way of just getting each carrier partner, you know, we've kind of evolved in who we are. Um, and it's been fun from that side as well, where we maybe have a partner that kind of joins on and they say, hey, we only want to do maybe auto liability um, for five units in a below. Um, and then, you know, hey, within six months, they're saying, all right, we really love what you're doing. Let's expand that up to 10 units and things like that. So it has been a little bit of this fast kind of change and very flexible um, management style, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes makes perfect sense. And now I was looking at, at, at your LinkedIn. So, so you're a reinsurance guy, uh, like a, a good, I don't yeah. know, 15 years uh, over, over on, on the reinsurance side. Uh, and yep. then uh, even, even the, the last five at Tiger Risk, that, that was also reinsurance, right? Reinsurance brokerage. Correct. Yeah. And when I was at Tiger, I led their specialty casualty segment, um, which focused on a lot of, you know, wheels business. And then also was kind of in charge of their insure tech segment. Um, and Cover Whale was actually one of my clients. So that's how I got to know oh. and, and know the underworking. So I was able to help from a standpoint of kind of get some of the programs launched um, with regards to Coverwell and yeah, I mean, just kind of really got in the foxhole with, with the team and got to know, you know, who the people were and the individuals and, and really, you know, had an opportunity to talk, you know, over many kind of hours with Dan about what his strategic vision was for the firm. Um, you know, I think he saw an opportunity and was just really ready to just kind of put his foot on the gas and go for it. So it was exciting. It was the right time. And, but yeah, to answer your question, I mean, you know, always for the last 15 years or 20 years has been on the reinsurance side. Started my career on the underwriting side um, with Genry and Swissry. And then, yeah, and then the last kind of 15 years, if you will, on the reinsurance broking side with, uh, with Tiger Risk as well as Rule of Three. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a heck of a, of a career. Number one question uh, that, 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 that I get when it comes to career advice uh, is... Uh, how do how do I get to reinsurance, right? And it's 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 hard on, if you didn't start there right out of college. Uh, so it's always interesting to talk, to talk to 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 the uh, reinsurance people. But I, I gotta say, I think you might be one of the first that uh, that I run into that that made the move from reinsurance to to uh, to insurtech. It, it seems that it's mostly primary insurance people that are making the the move to insurtech. Yeah, no, it's been interesting. I mean, I, I think, you know, my career, I, I've loved kind of being on all different sides of the business. Um, I'm having the most fun here. I mean, I think it was the right time in my career to take on a challenge like this. Um, had never done the startup kind of, um, you know, opportunity up until this, but it's been, you know, there's been a lot of challenges that we've kind of faced here at Coverwell. Uh, but I think, you know, we've got a great team. We continue to attract strong talent. 
We're, you know, in kind of this hyper growth mode. We've got really great, you know, partners and, you know, we've got some great investors, investors that we brought on towards the end of last year. So uh, just kind of excited by it. But yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think it's, it's you know, more traditional for folks, you know, once you get to reinsurance, kind of stay on the reinsurance side, if you will. So. Excellent. Uh, uh, thank you for, for sharing some, some of the corporate wealth story. Uh, it, exciting how big last year was. Uh, and I uh, look yeah. forward to, to see how you guys keep uh, uh, innovating the, the uh, commercial auto space. Uh, th th thank you very much Sounds for good. your time. Yeah, no, thanks, Tony. Appreciate it.